and further bring out the details that are relevant to restoring balance back to our life. I want to talk about an essential phase in the self-enrichment process of healing. It's one that I describe as emotional liberation. Right, that's right. Emotional liberation, as I define it, is this precursor. It is a first step to a finalized and complete healing. Now, this is a stage where we begin to free our emotions, we begin to free our minds from failed life beliefs, from what uh, people say about us, from the implications of negative life conditions and negative life experiences. We begin to free our mind from what I call unconscious self-betrayal. See, many criminals and people in general commit their life to beliefs that cause them to fail themselves without realizing it. And when you are an emotionally troubled and disoriented person, with no grounded sense of moral judgment. These failed beliefs that I'm describing can blind your reasoning. They can pull you into the gravitational orbit that cycles around destructive behavior without awareness on your part until what? It's too late. We can become brainwashed to collude with things against our best interests that attack the possibilities in our life for happiness. So unconscious self-betrayal in the life of the criminal is a big deal. Because many times the criminal is suffering from the misery of his or her own devices without even realizing it. I want you to think about this. If emotional hurting, as we have described it, is a life vision paralyzed by beliefs that cripple hope and optimism and positive outcomes and in positive possibilities, then a part of that paralyzed vision is an imagination that is unable to recognize that it has been conditioned by its own beliefs to become a trained enemy of its own happiness. And this is the pivotal role that unconscious self-betrayal plays in criminal thinking. This habit of being one's own worst enemy and not even realizing it. Not realizing that we've been programmed by negative life experiences and wayward life teachings to see working against ourselves or to see attacking ourselves or to see self-abuse or to see self-defeat as natural and as normal. And the point here is that self-betrayal is really self-hatred expressed as destructive behavior. But how does this happen in the life of the criminal and an emotionally broken person? This happens through a process of miseducation where the person learns to treat him or herself the way they have been treated by others or mistreated by others. So they begin to pattern this relationship with themselves based on the toxic relationship patterns that they've had with others, which is why self-abuse, self-betrayal, self-attack, self-abuse is perceived as normal. The mistreatment of self is incorporated as an intrinsic component of the person's worldview. And then it is perpetuated as a lifestyle, a personality, and a behavior ethic. You see, self-neglect can become normal Self-talk can become normal. Risky behavior that betrays life expectations and aspirations can become normal if we have allowed these things to become normalized in our relationship with others. Whatever normalizes self-attack, whatever normalizes self-betrayal, we accept as legitimate. We see it as a means of social advancement because we have been brainwashed to associate these things with principles that are productive for our life, right? Now, at the root of this vicious emotional cycle that I'm describing is the people's wound. The people's wound. People who have been hurt by people not only hurt people, but they also hurt themselves. Negative interpersonal relationships early in a person's life, when our personalities are 
most susceptible, when our identity and our self-concept is still sensible and still malleable and easily shaped by environmental influences, negative relationships at such a stage in our life can critically impact the way we see ourselves and the way we relate to ourselves, transforming our worldview into something that's hostile, diminishing our respect for ourselves and diminishing our respect for others. This can lead to an emotionally dysfunctional person who is attracted to sadness, who's attracted to tragedy, and sees self-neglect and self-betrayal as normal behavior. Listen, my friend, to heal the wound, we have to heal the narrative about people. The narrative that, the story and the narrative that people tell themselves about who they are and what they are. Because a broken narrative will produce a fractured life. It will produce a behavioral ethic that always operates on the principle of unconscious self-betrayal. Now in my next segment, I will go further into detail about the people's wound, unconscious self-betrayal, and their relationship to criminal thinking. I will talk about these things in the context of healing, hopefully to inspire you to see that healing is possible, despite your level of dysfunction. But in the meantime, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> I want you to stay focused, I want you to stay positive, and above all, I want you to stay healed. Thank you.